I know. Now, now, midline. Break. Ready. Set. J every day, man. It's episode 324. Your partner Jason here with my man JC. We are in the building, man. It's Monday. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope y'all had a good weekend. Um, what'd you do this weekend, man? What did I do? I had, Hope y'all had, I had a, a lot weekend. of fun. It was uh it was Steph's birthday. I watched y'all freaking skate. I don't skate. I wasn't down with none of that. Y'all was doing all right. Actually, no, nah, you was cheating. You was just walking around. Bro, I was trying. That's all I knew how to do for now. <laughs> they was talking about you did good. So I was I like, he ain't do, do nothing man. dangerous. That's so all I know how to you do. You got to push yourself. If you going to do so it. all I know how to do. Baby steps. Baby steps. My little brother was falling like three times. I seen everybody, even the good people fall. That was done. That was dead. But then I went to Bugs joint for his birthday. All right, all right. Yeah, I had to tell my man happy birthday. What was the strippers there? They had the strippers? No, sir. We oh, just man. kicking it with the fellas. Thought they had strippers there, man. Nah, 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 none of that, man. We family, man. Nah, then my friend from freaking San Diego came by, and I ain't even know. Oh yeah, shout out to John and Noli. They listened to us. I ain't even know. Shout out to y'all. And uh, it was that my weekend? Yeah, cause Sunday I ain't do nothing. Alright, alright. Good weekend, man. Good weekend. Watched a great game. Good weekend. What game? I didn't watch the boxing. I wasn't that interested in the fights, even though you told me. Oh no, nah, that was that was one of the best fights I've seen. That was twelve rounds of greatness, man. Uh yeah, nah, that was one of the best fights I've seen, and I guess that's where we'll start. Man, I think you gotta be caught up in the Nah, I'm not no. I'm I'm I mean recently one of the best I've seen recently. Two pe two people <laughs> no that what? Alright, alright, continue. This was continue. a Whoa, hell of a fight, on. man. Whoa, nah, this is a hell of a fight. Both guys, you feel me? It was this gonna be the, the first time about first. Uh, uh they were gonna be both unified. Brian Castano took on J- uh, Jamal, I mean Jamel Charlo, um at AT and T Stadium. Uh and it was gonna be the first time I believe they had all four belts in the one fifty four pound division unified. Um, but it ended in a draw. It ended in a draw. Charlo was the favorite. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I mean, he, 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 uh, Castano was hurt. Second, uh, second round or so, Castano was hurt with a mean right hand. But I mean, uh, uh, after that, he was, he was, he was really handling, um, um, Charlo. Charlo wasn't able to work the jab. Castano was basically walking him down into the ropes every single time. Um, and I mean, this after you watched this fight, uh, I don't. There was no doubt, in my opinion. I mean, about who the two best fighters in one fifty four were: Charlo thirty four one and one, and Castano seventeen zero and one. And I mean, I, their records. I mean, they fought like their records show, pretty much. After Castano was hurt, came back and again Charlo was losing. Um, last three rounds, uh, Charlo was down three points on the scorecard, and his his. His corner's telling him, you're losing right now. And the look on his face, I it was, I, I mean, I haven't seen a boxer that shocked in the middle of a fight when their corner tell him something in a while. 
Charlo, huh? I'm losing? Yeah, you're losing. They told him he need a knockout to win. I mean, in my opinion, I'm not going to lie, I think I think um, Castano won. I think Castano won the fight. And again, it was an amazing fight, man. Amazing title fight that got overshadowed by terrible. I mean, Nelson Vasquez, one, one scorecard was 117-111 in favor of Charlo. Now, again, the draw, I don't think people can be upset at the draw, which I'm not upset at the draw. That's not why I'm upset. I'm upset at, and everyone else is upset at, we'll, we'll accept the draw. Even if you thought Castano won, you'll accept the draw. Because it was damn close. Because once those last three rounds, championship rounds, once Charlo realized, oh, shit, I'm losing, um, he won those last three rounds. You feel me? But, I mean, 117, 111, there's nobody with two sane eyes watched that fight and walked away from that fight and said, oh, yeah, Charlo won, Charlo won 117, 111. There, there's no way. And I'm a Charlo fan. I wanted him to win over Castano. But there, there, there's no way, man. I, I think even Charles Camp might admit it, man. There, there's no way a scorecard should have been 117-111 in favor of Charlo. That, I mean, that's just... Well, maybe because he started out strong and then finished off strong in that, championship boxing. Yeah, but 117-111, absolutely not. That, that, that lets you... He started off strong, but he wasn't dominating. You know what I'm saying? He stunned, he stunned Castano, but it wasn't like he was dominating round after. It was back and forth, back and forth. Um, but Castano had just edged him out to the point where he was down on the cards. But for it to be 117-111, again, nah. That, it, it, it wasn't, um, I, don't, I don't think it was anywhere near there. And I, I, don't think, um, I don't think anybody who watched the fight thinks it was anywhere near there as well, man. Um, uh, some people said, I'm um, reading, you know, an article said 115, 113 um, for Castano was the closest the fight could have been scored. Uh, uh, and uh, again, this is it's in Texas. Terrence commented on me, he said he knew it was going to be janky because it was in Texas. And they're notoriously known for questionable judging, um, especially when there's a popular Texan fighting. And Charlo is from Texas. You know, so I, I, I'm going to call it, this was home, this was home style cooking at its finest. Um, it was not 117, 111. If you watch the fight, if you go back and watch it, I guarantee you'll be like, bro, at best one, you know, it wasn't 117, 111 for Charlo. That yeah, was I just. I agree. I think mm -mm. Charlo uh, lost that dream, but I don't know. You know, these judges, man, what can you do? And I, I think, um. I mean, Castano said he lost rounds 2, 10, and 11. I agree. I think those are the only rounds Charlo won. Rounds 2, 10, and 11. Uh, uh, and at the 5th and the 12th could have been scored reasonably early. I mean, reasonably close. But again, 117, 111 is absolutely wrong. But again, this is an epic fight, and it, it lends way. You know, it opens the door to a rematch. You know what I think we're going to get? Uh, I think you have to. You got to grant the rematch at this point, bro. I think a rematch will happen. But phenomenal fight. Again, it sucks that, you know, we're talking about um, talking about the judges. But nah, man, uh, this this was a hell of a fight, man. Hell of a fight. And I think both fighters showed why they are at the top of the 154 division. Uh, What we got next? What you got next? Uh, did you watch any MMA, man? I didn't. I, didn't. I did. Uh, Islam, cause you know I'm I'm more of an MMA fight. I mean I'm more of an MMA watcher. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, Islam, that's uh, Team Khabib. He's supposed to be his predecessor, but Khabib said that, you know what I'm saying, he's taking too long, even though he he's what? I think he only lost one. He's 20-1 and one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat uh, Moises in the, you know what I'm saying, he should have beat him uh, earlier, in my opinion, round four. You know what I'm saying? That's when he got him in a submission. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how he does moving on. That was, like, the only good fight, in my opinion, from last night. Let me see the prelims. Misha Tate got herself a W. Yeah, I wasn't really interested in the prelims. I was just uh, interested in seeing if Islam was going to complete his goal. He needs to be at the top of um, his division. Okay. Yeah, no, nah, I, didn't, I didn't tune in any of these fights. You know me, man. I like the title fights. I need a title fight card, my friend. Um, But, man, tennis news. Coco Golf, man. Yeah, she She's got, it. got COVID-19. She is out she got of it. the Olympics, unfortunately. Um, And, I mean, it's just as we get closer and closer to the Olympics, you know what I'm saying? It's just just hearing more and more news about, you know, um, people that are coming down with COVID-19 in these Olympic camps. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's just showing more and more that, look, we should not be having these Olympics. Boy, everybody's getting COVID now, man. It's um, scary. Levine entered uh, health and safety protocol, Zach Levine did. Um, so he's not on the flight to Tokyo currently. Um, and they're hopeful that he will be able to rejoin the team. But again, you know what I'm saying? That's something else. We're just going to have to. That's a wait and see one right there. Uh, hopefully, he'll be able to join the team. Uh, but again, if they're not able to, uh, we'll see where they go from there. You know what I'm saying? So the Olympics are about what? I think they yeah they played their last exhibitions. They start this Friday. Uh, so you know, folks still in health and safety protocols and this, that, and the third. That ain't good. You already mentioned that is not a good sign. Right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. He's in health and safety protocols. So you so know. I wonder. Well, uh, is it just going to be postponed for when he comes, or he's going to get replaced? Uh, I mean, at the moment, they're hoping that he's still able to, you feel me, still able to, to join them. They're not sure. Uh, they hope once he's able to clear those that he'll be able to, um, he'll be on his way. But at the moment, we are not sure, man. Uh, the again, Steelers are signing, my bad. I can't oh, no, nah, go ahead. The Steelers are signing uh, Melvin Ingram uh, for one year. We'll see if he stays healthy. I think the last two years he's been a little injured. Yeah. That's probably why he's on a one-year deal. I'm interested to see, you know, what 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 kind of boost, you know what I'm saying, he's able to give him. I know they lost the pre. He's not going to be there, but I just want to see what type of boost he's able to give him. Uh, good pickup, though, man, for the Steelers. Good pickup for the Steelers. They, uh, they definitely need it as well. Anything else football-wise? Hey, I mean, Saquon. training. Training Still camps. isn't doesn't know when he he'll be able to practice. Mm-hmm. Dang. He suffered a torn ACL in week two of last season, and he said he don't even know about week one right now. Oh man. Yeah, again, I think we're spoiled by the you know we've seen people come back from these ACLs, but again, everyone's recovery time different. Saquon's one of my favorites too. And, man. and, and me too. Um, but I will we'll see. And since we're on football, and we had um, Isan on here recently asking fantasy football questions, and I can't remember where you said you'd take Derrick Henry um, as a running back. I said I would take him first round. And so I, I was actually reading some fantasy football things, and actually I got a question for you. So some folks are like, they'd stay away from Derrick Henry early rounds because... Because of the new signing? 
No, because he went for 2,000 yards, probably a phenomenal season. And they, you know, a season that he's not likely to duplicate this year. And folks pointed out that even with those 2,000 yards, he was still third in, in, in fantasy, um, you know, fantasy points for a running back. And they hinted to, you know, again, phenomenal running back, but fantasy football is different. And he's just not when there's no real threat of you pass catching out of the backfield, you know what I'm saying? Because he's, he's not really a dual threat. You know, in the passing game, he's, he's kind of non-existent, you know. He's not, a, he's not a threat in the passing game, per se. Um, and so I was just wanting to hear your thoughts because I, I actually, I was like, you know, that is a very good point. Um, again, he's going to put up numbers, you know what I'm saying? He's Derrick Henry. Um, but will he have another 2,000, you know, rushing yard season? I think it's it's – he can have one, especially now that, you know, what are you going to do? Load the box and let Julio and AJ go wild? Or are you going to, you know what I'm saying, play deep and let Derrick Henry go wild? So I think it's possible, but I also thought that was a very good point they brought up. Um, that, hey, there are some backs that might not be as good as Derrick Henry, but they are better dual threats. So their fantasy value, you know, might be or is a little better than Derrick Henry who's kind of a one-trick pony. What do you think about that? What the hell? First of all, the people on online be stupid. Don't listen to them. You said um, he was number three. Yeah, and that, and again, That's they... great. No, but see, they brought that up because he had an all-time great season that is likely he, he won't be able to duplicate. Enough. He doesn't need you know another 2,000 for me. 1,700 is good enough for me. How much touchdowns he's going to get and the fact that he stays healthy... Is a big, a big, like, you know what I'm saying, a big plus to everything you're doing. So, yeah, um, skip Derrick Henry if you want. He's going to come and kill you one of them weeks if you have to play the person. So, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. No, yeah, I, I got to I gotta actually agree with, you know, with, with the points they made. And they and they said um, um, simply because, you know, there is something to take into account. Like, dang, he did have a phenomenal season last year. You know, and was still third, and so you can't. I what is wrong with being third? There, no, there's nothing wrong with that. But what they're saying is, you know, even with that legendary performance, he was third. Now he's not likely to duplicate that this year, and because he's also not much of a threat to catch the ball in the passing game. You know what I'm saying? You can expect a drop off from last year in his fantasy rankings. That's what they're saying. Oh, how is, much uh, of a drop off do you expect? Do you? Oh, I I have no idea. I have no what the addition because I think it can go either way. Um, because I don't see a drop off. I see him either being number three or better. Uh, even going hard. I think he'd be. I think he'd be fifth, fifth or worse. Actually, who was the four fifth running backs? Worse, above actually, him? fifth or worse. Uh, I'd have to pull it up again. I'm just going off of what they said. I didn't look it up. I was just going off of what they said. And again. It's very, very plausible because we see running backs might not have a phenomenal rushing game, Amen. but oh, they caught some passes in the passing game, scored a touchdown, receiving the ball. To so, online, so, man. so, oh no, it was. I, I'm trying to find a guy right now because it was a, it was a fantasy football. Um, um, yeah, don't you know what I'm saying? It was a fantasy experts. football guy. Don't you know even what I'm saying? To them, man. Hey, they know. Listen, they listen. They always be wrong. They do, but that was Nobody a very. That was a very good point. Um, I 
not to me. I don't agree. I think so, because I think the value of a running back's ability to catch the ball plays into their fantasy value. All right, and I'm asking, what running backs do, would you pick over him? I'm, I'm going to have to pull it up right now, man. Like, because I'm, gonna, I'm trying I'm going to have to pull it up right now. I'm trying to think right now. It's a lot of running backs that, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You got you to tell me. I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. But I just thought that was a good, um, a good, a good, uh, uh okay, they got Derrick Henry fifth in projections. This is just projections and right that's now. That's after Christian McCaffrey, who's, he's great. But, you know what I'm saying, he's coming off of an injury, but he came back from it really he is. nice. And again, really great. catching the ball out of the yeah. backfield, phenomenal. He's number one right Sharon there. Barkley, questionable, you know, we injury. just talked about it. But again, I'm just noting out, catching the ball out of the backfield. Again, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin receiver Cook. out of the backfield, a threat. And then you got Alvin Kamara, who probably so they're going to definitely lean on him more now that Drew Brees is gone. Um, and again, Phenomenal weapon catching the ball to the backfield. Then you got but Derrick his Henry. His season might be a little bit more different this year because um, the quarterback situation, how their team's about to be run, we'll never know how that's going to um, work. I wouldn't pick him over Derrick Henry. I think that mm-hmm. lends even more. They're going to be leaning on Kamara even more to probably help protect Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill, whoever's going to be there. I think I that's when you that. that's when you go even more. Then they got Zeke behind them. Aaron Jones behind him, uh, and him, I mean, him, I mean, uh, uh, Derrick Henry, you know what I'm saying? Austin Eckler, then Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, okay. And then some guys, Nick Chubb, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, you got those guys. But again, I just wanted to note that, again, the four guys they do have above them, pass catchers, you know, threats out of the backfield to, as a pass catcher, not only as just a runner, you know, and a lot of these, most of these guys, Zeke as well, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, they're more formidable in the passing game than Derrick Henry is because he's just that's that's just not you know that's just not what he what he often does. I think he had nine. There you go, nineteen receptions last year for one hundred and fourteen um um one hundred and fourteen yards. And then you just you look at some of these other guys, forty four receptions. Um, Sha- oh, Shaquan got hurt, so six. Um, Christian McCaffrey hurt again, so seventeen. Uh, um, but again, McCaffrey hurt with seventeen, Henry with nineteen. And, again, that goes into your yardage fantasy football points. Only reason I thought it was an interesting point they made, man. Um, so, we'll see, though. Uh, again, J.C. going to take Derrick Henry. He'll I take mean, him early. What's the best ability? It's availability. Oh, no, nah, for sure, for sure. My man Derrick Henry is always going to be there, man. For That's sure. No, nah, for sure. I just thought, again, I just thought it was, a, it was a good point, you know, to throw out there. Maybe our listeners want to take that into account. Because, again, in fantasy football, it is a little bit more than just your ability to, to gain yards on the ground. If you're a dual threat, you are more valuable, man, in fantasy football, um, in my opinion, than just, you know, just a runner. So we're going to see. Man, but you that don't Tennessee, pick up Dalvin Cook or, the, or Alvin Kamara and then, you know what I'm saying, midway through the season, they two and whatever. That, that. You never know. I mean, even with a losing record. Really even nah, losing record, you still you can still be putting up numbers. Not it doesn't really help. That's, you still can be putting up numbers. Hey, you can still be you know what I'm saying. You put up more numbers when you're winning. You still be putting up numbers, especially if you always got come from behind. Well, that goes to catching the ball at the backfield. But either way, I just thought that was interesting because I never really thought of it like that. Um, 
Again, ran for 2,000 yards last year, 2,227. Exactly, man. Don't you know think about it but, too much. Just look at the facts. But again, that, that, I know, but in my opinion, that, I wouldn't expect him to do this again. That That's the only reason I'm saying, like, I wouldn't expect this output again. But even if he gets 300 again, yards less. You know what I'm saying? Even if he gets 300 yards less, that's still a lot more than what the top four is doing right there. Yes, it is. But then when I also combine their pass catch, because I got 361. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Add the 360 to, uh, to, yeah. 15,000 yards. Yeah, that's we what, 1,900. We had we 19. Yeah, you know what so I'm are saying? you expecting him to duplicate that? Who, Dalvin Cook? Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I, so I wouldn't doubt it. So if you're saying it. that about Dalvin Cook, then why you doubting? Because two thousand yards, we don't see that often. That's what you I'm don't saying. See that, you don't see Dalvin Cook's number often as well. What fifteen hundred rushing don't. yards? And you if don't. even if he okay, if he drops off on the rushing yards, he still has the pass catching. I wouldn't he think the pass drop, catching drops you, you off. You never know; it might drop I, off. I, they I were just having a great season at that time. That's the scheme, though. That, that's what they and he. That's the type of running back he is. Also, he's a threat I out of the backfield. Same about Derrick Henry. He, he's not a pass catcher though. Like this, this would not. This would probably saying, not get much better. He's a threat downfield running, so it wouldn't. The running yards would match up with whatever passing yards and running yards any other. Uh, and with the addition of Julio, I don't expect him to have 378 this year. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's why that's hey, the only reason I'm saying on that. Sticky pad. That's the only reason I'm saying that. We put, put this what? on a sticky pad. What, what are we putting on a sticky pad? That you don't think Derrick Henry can match up with Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara's uh, yardage. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't expect him to go for 2,000 yards again this season. That's all, I'm, I'm, all I was saying. Um, they may put out put out their same output that they did last year. Um, I don't see that too far fetched. I just don't think that. Um, I just don't think that that Derrick Henry will have 2K again because again, that is very hard and we don't see that often in the NFL. Um, so yes, I, that that's my point. <clears throat> So I hope y'all take that in consideration. Interested, interested to see what folks do, man. What folks do, and I'm going to look up. I want to see what their yards look like for their career, because I'm also interested. Because I don't know. So I look up, and I'll get back to you on that one, man. I'll get back to you on that. One. Anything else you have for football, man? Nope. I guess we moving on to our main, uh, our main main event. Is that what we moving on to? What I, I told y'all, you should just agree with me the other day. Oh, in six. Was it in six, man? We've seen the last Suns W. Yeah, I, I, I dang, I'd assume so. And this is a, uh, let's, I'm not sugarcoating anything on this one. Horrible loss for the Suns, man. Uh, just a, a brutal loss. This was the Drew Holiday career game. Uh, shout out to Drew Holiday. I had to apologize to him on Twitter. I, I tweeted that, listen, Drew Holiday and layups have not been very pretty this, this, this postseason, okay, or this series. All right, so I said he's been insufferable, something like that on offense. He's terrible, and what did he do? This man had the game of his freaking career. Um, improved he was worth every single one of those draft picks that they traded and all the money that they gave him. And he also made me look real smart when I said that Team USA is really waiting on him and Chris Middleton's defense, man. 
I look like a freaking genius today, bro. A genius. But, man, I mean, yeah, a horrible loss for the Buck. I mean, for, for the Suns. And on the Buck side, I mean, they got the game over. Like, they got the game they needed out of their three, they three guys, man. Giannis, 32 points, nine rebounds on 60% shooting. Chris Middleton, 29 points, five assists, seven boards. Um, but more importantly, I mean, Chris Middleton's willingness to to take the big shots, forget making them, just to take them, and his ability to make the big shots, man, have been have just been phenomenal. He's closed games out this series just beautifully. And then Drew Holiday yesterday or on Saturday, 27 and 13, um, and he shot 60% from the field as well. I, I mean, just. 16-point lead? I I don't know, man. I'll let you go. Booker scored 40 points, and it was... Yeah, Booker's been out there trying extra, extra hard, and he cannot get it done. Um, DeAndre Ayton finally had, you know, a dominant game for real, for real. I haven't really seen him being dominant this whole series. I don't know about uh, what you think about that. I mean, this was... I said the same thing about Chris Paul. Even even Devin Booker, because he scored 40, and I don't want to – I mean, whenever someone scores 40, it's not like a, a bad thing for them to score 40. But this the, – the 40 that Devin Booker had, uh, it was a hurtful 40. I'll get to that in a second. Um, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul – Chris Paul had a double-double. And, I mean, I kind of forgot he was out there at times, if that makes sense. Like, he had 21 points, shot um, shot, shot really well, 9 for 15. Um, but it was the, the the 21 points, I don't know. They just, again, they, they weren't timely points, if that matters. I don't know. It's just, he hit some big ones down the stretch. Let me not gloss over that, man. Beautiful fadeaway down the stretch. And then DeAndre Ayton, again, 20 and 10, but it was a quiet, soft 20 and 10 for me. Again, like after the first quarter. So, and the reason I said that about Devin Booker's 40, because his 40, oops, excuse me, y'all, his 40 wasn't in the flow of the offense. No. His 40, it would take forever for him to get to the ball because of the pressure they were putting on the ball, bringing the ball up the court, and the off ball pressure that he was getting. So now when he would get the, so. It would take them out of the flow in the offense, getting him the ball because of the defensive pressure. So then when he got the ball, the his shots he was making, shout out to him. He's a great, tough bucket maker, but they were all tough, contested, you know, twos or threes. So, yeah, he gave, yeah, he gave us a 40-piece, but in getting his 40, the flow of the offense was disrupted. And I think late in the game that hurt them. You know, when you see Mikael Bridges, five for six, but only six attempts, 13 points. Effective, not enough shots. Same thing with Cam Johnson, two for three, six points. Effective, not enough shots. And getting Devin Booker his points, I think that the others, you know, it took the Suns are the best. We saw them earlier in the series where they had that, like, Spurs-like sequence um, back in Phoenix games one and two where um, pass, pass, pass. Uh, the Bucks are trying to recover, scrambling, pass, pass, and a Cam Johnson baseline dunker, Mikel Bridges baseline dunker, something like that. That's when they're at the best, you know, when the Bucks are scrambling around. 
I just think that, you know, recently, again, 40 for Devin is phenomenal, phenomenal. But how he gets that 40 matters. And I think the Bucks, if if they'll take this, they'll take a 40-piece game from, from Devin Booker like this. Oh, because three shots. Exactly, because I think that's better than when you have Mikel Bridges giving you 27, Cam Johnson giving you 15, and now Devin Booker chips in with the 25-point game or something. This is better than when you have everyone else rolling, man. And, and even though the Suns had more know. steals in them, they had, and they had less turnovers, the Suns' turnovers came at very costly times. It just very costly times, man. Okay. Very, very costly times. And this is a... Uh, I, this is this is also you know the defense that the defense that the the sun the Bucks are playing is forcing. Listen, Chris Paul, he's dealt with COVID. He's been nicked up, and he's thirty six for he's thirty six years old. Um, this is from fifty thirty eight dot com, um, an article I was going over, and from Second Spectrum, a share of the minutes possessing the ball during the twenty twenty one finals for Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. Out of total minutes when both players were on the floor together, pretty much um, Chris Paul has just been, you know, been ball dominant. Again, he's the point guard, but game one, time of possession share, 52% to 18%. 42.8 to 24.8 in the second game. 46.2 to 13.3 in the third game. 40.4 to 24.1. 37.3 to 28 and a half. Again, Chris Paul being more ball dominant. I know he's your point guard, but he's your, you know, I feel like maybe some of the drop Paul people keep asking, is Chris Paul injured? What's up with Chris Paul? I think he's just effing tired. I, I think he's just, I mean, he's a 36-year-old with miles on his body, have, hasn't dealt with COVID, some injuries this postseason, and now you got Drew Holiday, Jeff T, Chris Middleton, P.J. Tucker, you name it. Picking you up full court, you feel me, and and and, and harassing you, yeah. So I, I think that um, I, I think that Monty and listen, this is this is we've given Monty Williams a hell of a lot of praise, but I think this falls on Monty on Monty Williams. Um, a finding ways to get others more involved because again, the first quarter was phenomenal. Everyone's touching the ball in the first quarter. I think Jay Crowder might have even had um, how many points? I think he might have had uh, eight out of his ten first points in the first quarter, and then they just go they they go away from that. You know what I'm saying? It just it stopped. Uh, uh, you know, we just gotta applaud Budenholzer and the the Bucks for their defense and the schemes. Oh no, we definitely do. We definitely do. Um, but at the same, that's why I said at the same time it goes on. I think Monty has done. I mean, Monty Budenholzer. Has coached his ass off this series, and I give I've given him a lot of flack and rightfully so, um, for the way in the past you know he's approached these Giannis walls and his failure to make changes, but I, I think right now man he's coached his ass off, um, and Giannis man I mean dude, and I don't want I don't want to crown him too early or nothing like that, uh, but if he uh, if he gets this title, his resume at twenty six man. James Harden will look dumb for saying he ain't got no skill in <laughs> His resume at 26 will look crazy. I mean, two MVPs, defensive defensive player of the year, and then he'd add an MVP title and probably finals MVP. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. If he gets this one, 
You know, I see posts going around. Is he the best European player ever? Hooey. Talking about Giannis. Who else is over him? Dirk? Yeah, but I think oh, that would on, be man. short-lived. That's, yeah. already, that's been happening. That would be short-lived. Come on, man. Who would you want to start a franchise with? That would be short, <laughs> short-lived, man. That's over right aye. now. That, that happened already. Sheesh, sheesh, sheesh. Nah, nah. He got to get this ring. He got to get a ring. He got. I mean, he's going to get it now. Say, nah, I can't, I can't guarantee man, it because he's still up. Look, he's still up. Even last year, I'd have been like, up, man, he one get ring ain't even that much. He got to get this ring. The only competition I see he has is that man, Luca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hip. That's what I'm saying. He got maybe if Jokic somehow goes crazy and gets three rings, <laughs> he got he, he got to get this joint. He 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 got to get this joint. But now nah, his yeah his legacy would be phenomenal. I love Dirk by the way. Um, nah, yeah, for real, yeah, Dirk, Dirk's well, our guy. Giannis. But um, but Giannis has just been off the chart. And I mean to and I've been a fan for like three years straight. And the reason I say maybe, dare I say, you think Monty would be a fool for having someone like. And even campaign, I don't know if the ankle's bothering him. Even he's been a little, he's been down this series as well. Um, I don't know if, did, do you try to have maybe a Mikel Bridges bring the ball? I mean, that might sound, this sounds stupid. But a Bridges bring the ball up the floor just to oh, save. Man, we just trust Chris Paul, man. He, no, he got us this far. No, but I'm not, I'm not saying not trusting him. I'm saying to save him from having to be pressured bringing the ball, because that, that conserves energy. You know what I'm saying? If I don't got to bring the ball up the floor and deal with Drew Holiday, you know, hounding me already before I get across half court, that, okay, that's energy I've saved, as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, me dealing with Drew Holiday from the moment I get the ball to, you know, bringing it up the court, that that saving energy. I'm just saying, again, Chris Paul, I've seen everyone throw out everything. Chris Paul don't look right. Is he hurt? What's going on? I'm I just think he's damn tired. So I'm just what what else can you do? Hey man, um, it's good defense, man. They're gonna if it's not Chris Paul, they're gonna get whoever's bringing up the ball. So. Yeah, and that but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm. I'd rather Mikael Bridges you take that on than than than. Imagine how many uh steals they get from that. I but again, Drew Holiday's not gonna be. On him, you still gonna have Drew on Chris Paul. He's just not hounding him, ninety four feet. I'm only getting hounded forty something feet now. You saying whoever's hounding him, that and, Bucks defense is incredible, bro. And to that, to that, to that point, if you don't realize how incredible it is, um, Phoenix has gotten the ball across half court with nineteen seconds left on the shot clock during the series, according to second spectrum data. That would have ranked as the slowest average of any team in the league this season. I mean, and that 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 is just drag. That's just telling you how how affected the 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 Suns are have been right now by this pressure, bro. I mean, that would they're bringing the ball up right now. That'd be the slowest, um, and that also goes into why the forty points that Booker had was kind of a bad thing. Because you're getting the ball. So, Chris Paul's bringing the ball up. You're getting the ball across the timeline with 19 seconds. Now, how long does it take to get Devin Booker the ball due to the off-ball pressure? He's probably getting the ball with about 19 to 16 seconds left on the shot clock. Now, you're getting into your action. You know what I'm saying? It's just been detrimental. And the Bucks have sent zero double teams at Booker's 56 isolations this series. And, I, you know, I think the, the Suns were probably counting on some double teams coming. Um, zero double teams, and he's done well, generating 67 points, but he's done so with only throwing 13 passes. Again, I think the Bucks' formula is, look, 
if we corral, if you could, if we corral these other guys and keep them in check, you know what I'm saying, and let JC get his, we can get the we can get out of here. Cause I just want real quick highlight on that last possession. I think Booker would have been more. I think he had a chance to pull up, you know, a little earlier than he did, but instead he drove into the teeth of the double team. And, 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 and him not, I think the others, again, not being in rhythm, not, you know, being in the flow, I think that gave Drew Holiday even more confidence to help off in that situation. Um, but, yeah, man, right now, the, the Suns, bro, I just, these numbers are, are nasty. And I think, actually, I have another one in here somewhere where it said that, let me see if I can find it. I think he's thrown zero passes, or ha I think Devin Booker has zero assists. In the fourth quarter, again, I just I, I hate to be ragging on you right now. Um, I mean, um, he only averages about four this whole season. Um, I'm Devin Booker, but I know, and I think that's you know that's that's detrimental too. And zero assists in the fourth quarter just goes to show you, I think, how you know how the how they're how he's playing into the Bucks' hands, man, and the Bucks. You know, the Suns, that's not how the Suns want to win. We've all, they're at their best when everyone is touching the ball. So, zero assists in the fourth the second, quarter. Um, the second most um, Suns player with the assist. Who? Who? Um, Devin Booker. Devin Booker? Series. Sheesh. And he's still throwing, uh, still throwing. He averages 3.8. Every, everybody else averages two or lower. Again, and I think that, that's that's bad. We all know. We've seen in, in the past series, yeah, when the Suns are, when the Suns are moving and grooving, you feel me? That's when they at their best. So compared if, to the Bucks, Drew Holiday averages nine, Giannis five point five and a half, and Chris Middleton always also five and a half. So they're moving the ball a lot more. And to Giannis, actually, I think you know when everybody has their like uh, players have like their coming out. I mean, again, we knew Giannis was a, you know, we knew he could make plays, but I think this, I think in this finals, we witnessed his maturity. Finally coming, coming, showing itself full head because the greats, you know, the all-time greats, the Kobe's, the LeBron's, the Jordan's, man, they know when to, they know when to be aggressive and they also know when to lay off the gas pedal. And I think we've seen um, time and time, especially in this series and especially last game, you know, Giannis knew, hey, you know, earlier – Earlier in the uh, earlier in the game, you know he he's wasn't as aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Let the game come to him. wasn't wasn't forcing too many shots. Um, more of a more of a facilitator role. Excuse me. And in the fourth quarter, I kind of feel like we saw him take control more and dominate. You know what I'm saying? And, and again, second quarter, he only attempted two field goals. Yeah, one for two. Um, attempted. Six in the first quarter, six in the third, and let me see here in the fourth quarter. Yeah, in the fourth, five for nine. So again, he knew, um, he knew when to turn it on. He's been a much more willing passer. He's learned to, so you know, bait the defense in. Hey, let him, let him come set that wall, bring the double team, and give a quick bounce pass to Chris Middleton, quick dive down to or a corner three to Pat Connaughton, and lastly, Pat Connaughton. I, you'll probably say, if I ask you who's hit the biggest shots this series, you might say Giannis. You might say Chris Middleton. I can I can argue that Pat Connaughton 
the shots, some of the shots that he he has hit have been just as, if not as big as the Chris Middleton and Giannis shots. And I say that because his threes have come either during a stretch where the Suns are on a run. You know, let's say the Suns are on a run and they're closing that 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 Bucks lead, like we saw late in the fourth quarter in this game. Pat Connaughton will hit a timely three. Or his threes will come. The Bucks are reeling. You know what I'm saying? The Bucks are on their heels. They're down. The bleeding needs to stop. Pat Connaughton. The threes Pat Connaughton has hit in this in this series. My oh my. And the way he's battled on defense. Man, listen. I'm with you. I think the Bucks take it in six. Um Chris Paul, he's he's a very good defender. Um, he's six feet tall, bro. And I think Budenholzer, I, I love the way that he has made it a point. He said, oh, you want to get the switch to my big on the other side? Watch this, Chris Paul. I'm going to get the switch with Chris Middleton. We're going to put your ass on the block, and he's going to turn and shoot over you every single time. Drew Holiday's going to get the switch. He's going to body you. And I, that's what they're doing. Uh, Bucks and six. I, I don't – listen, they're a – they're an amazing home team, one of the best in the league. So I, I don't see them I don't see them dropping it, man. Bucks and six. We'll find out tomorrow. Does Giannis get his first ring? Or can Devin Booker and the Suns, man, fight for one more game? Nah, Giannis finally. One more game. Get it. And Chris Paul, that was a super dirty play, bro. Yo, that was nasty. Like, bro. That Whoa. was that was a super dirty play, bro. Super dirty Whoa. play. Super dirty play, man. I, I mean, and I know Giannis had, you know, a similar kind of one earlier. I think in the third quarter on the Devin Booker dunk attempt where he was kind of late. Uh, he was kind of late getting there uh, uh, to Devin Booker. And, and he um, and he kind of, uh, uh, um, and he like went for his hand but kind of just took down, uh, took them all down, you know what I'm saying? But it didn't. I don't, man. Hold, let me. I'm gonna it just might show be it to you. Second time, unless I've, I, I think I already remember what you're talking about. But unless it's his second time, because I feel like there was another time where Giannis was trying to go for the block and then smacked the hell out of him. Yeah, man. On this one right here, you know, and some were comparing the two. Uh, I think Giannis is genuinely. Bit. I think he's genuinely trying to yeah, see if he can. Bit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If he can reach his arm, because Giannis got long. Now, you know Chris what I'm saying? Paul, he's trying to stop the play from but happening, no, but, but golly, Giannis, even the small yeah. little, even the small little pushes in uh, the air. Uh, Giannis is trying to smack Booker's arm. Chris Paul is literally no. Only thing Chris Paul's trying to do is push a man out of air. That's all. That's literally all he was doing, bro. He didn't go for the. He couldn't go for the ball because he's too small. He literally, all, he did what the only thing he could do was push him out of the air, bro. That was that was dirty, and it makes it even more worse. Why? Because this is a play that you. On the, in the media, all you hear is Chris Paul's leadership. He's so smart. His basketball IQ, well, his basketball IQ failed him right there because his basketball IQ should have told him, leave it alone because even with the dunk, it's a three-point game. That's what his basketball IQ should have told him. He panicked. He fouls. Giannis misses the – man, I thought the story of this, I thought the story of this game was going to be Giannis – Clanking free throws, bro. It looked like it was going to come to that. But no, the back tap and Chris Middleton got it. So if he left it alone, you're still only down by three. The game is not the worst thing in the world. So it just, it was a completely, it was a dirty play. 
and a very low basketball IQ play by somebody who has a he has a basketball IQ on the moon. So it just shocked me. It shocked everybody. But either way, man, Bucks gonna get it. And this has I know people are not I know a lot of people who are not watching actually. I know listen, our good friend of the show, Jalen, has missed a ton of games. He's just not interested. I don't really want to watch Giannis. There's, it just don't got the. Dang, listen, we hating on Giannis. It's no, it's not even that. It's not even even Devin Booker. Folks have just tuned. They don't. A lot of people aren't watching because there's no Kawhi and LeBron. I'm here to tell you, this has been one of the best finals that I can remember. This has been uh, every I ain't game. Say that again. N- think, nah, this has been one of the game. best finals that every game. I'm talking the basketball play. Every game has been close. Every game, minus the 120 to 100 blowout. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the on-court play. Every game has been back and forth. Every game has been close. That's why I say this. A lot of finals, we have blowout games. We have some rundown 3-1. No, this every game outside of 120 to 100 has been close. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying that. I think you guys are just this has been of the moment. Nah, I for like real. The, um, I like the Lakers or Celtics joints. and the, Yeah. And the uh the joint with Kyrie and LeBron when they beat um, the Warriors that was pretty entertaining when they came back that was probably the most entertaining joint I've ever seen like that was crazy to to witness um but yeah I just I don't know I don't, That's I don't I agree s- with this one I'm not this saying it's bad. the most I'm just saying it's one of the best finals I've seen it's 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 in the same categories as LeBron's comeback the Lakers Kobe it's it's I'm not talking storyline. I'm talking on-court basketball play. Again, there were some blowouts in, no, in, in that series. That's what I'm saying. On, no storylines, no 3-1 comeback. LeBron, no, no storylines. On-the-court basketball play, yeah, this has been one of the too. best joints. And again, this, all games have been competitive, back and forth, runs, as opposed to some of them. And some of them final games, LeBron come back. The game, you feel me, the game is, the game is done. And that's what I say, you know, this is one of the best ones I've seen, especially in a long time, because we've gotten some doozies the past couple of years, man. Don't that 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 LeBron joint is the only one out of the Cavs Warriors joints, man. All those other ones doozies, especially once freaking KD got there. Those finals stunk the high heavens, man. Those were bad finals. Those was bad. I mean, joint stunk. I, I do like the uh, the one last year with the Lakers and the Heat. That was pretty entertaining. Um, there's a lot more. It's Toronto, Kawhi winning that, that was very great as well. Nah, I don't but really a, like, I don't a, know. Again, com- compared to this, Kawhi, there was no Clay, there was no, um, there was no KD. Like, yeah, the games were good, but you sitting there watching it like, I mean, they're not going to win if everyone's healthy again. And a lot of those games, again, we had blowout. That's what that's that's my only point here. I'm just talking about competitiveness and basketball play. I get what you're saying. I got blowouts in those series. There ain't been ain't been no blowouts in this except for one game. Every other game back and forth. It's J and J. Oh no, we got the shout out. We shouting out before we get out of here. I'm just letting you know that now this is not the most entertaining series in a long time. But we all have all right. our own opinions. I was about to say I gotta disagree with we you. We all have our own opinions. I think opinions. so. I think so. Man. You are a prisoner of the moment. Two nah, times in a row. I don't think so, bro. You said that about the boxing match and this. I, I said the boxing match was one of the best fights I've seen in a long time. You how you gonna tell me? I've, uh, one of the best fights I've. You didn't even watch the boxing fight, so your I opinion is, bro. You, 
I went back and watched it just because I didn't watch it at late. Okay, no, but you, you like didn't. You, okay, I okay. UFC. All right, but you didn't. You didn't. You didn't I say that. But you, I know. I'm just saying you didn't say that when you initially made your comments. That would have right, been nice Jason. to note. You didn't <laughs> say that, bro. I said I watched it. You ain't listening to me. All right, all right. We. Why would right. I be commented on? <laughs> All I heard was I didn't watch it. That's that's all I heard. I didn't hear you say you went back and watched it. Shout out to Germantown. Y'all came in big today. Shout out to Rockville. Shout out to D.C. North Bergen. I don't know where that is. Shout out to Silver Spring. I don't know where that is either. Gaithersburg, Clarksburg, Kensington, Memphis, La Jolla. I don't know where that is. Severn. Somewhere in there. Freesboro, Rome, Philadelphia, Livonia again, Brussels, Arlington, Russia. Shout out to all y'all, man. I give it to the mixtape Wheezy. We out. Yeah. We out of here. Hey.